What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the swift wind to my Shira. It's Casey. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Can I ask, uh, is swift wind like a bird? It's a flying horse. Oh, okay, cool, cool. But you know, you always lift me up. Yeah, man. So I thought it was fitting. Yeah, hey, I'm not complaining. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so just maybe this just made me think of because i was gonna make it hung like a horse joke and then that made me think of a uh i think you should leave bit where they're like it's this horse farm where they genetically make the horses wieners tiny so it's like these guys will take their ladies there and they're like they always say hung like a horse but that's so small like yours is bigger than that and the guy's just like <laughs> that's really funny (laughs) so so silly yeah man you doing good uh yeah you know all right i I guess yeah good man had a long day today but is the planting done it's getting there i have like 20 acres left to work and then dad's got about 100 acres to go so should get I don't want to say this because then like the tractors will catch on fire, but should get done tomorrow. My fingers are crossed. Yeah, man. Well, uh, it is what can only be described as an abysmal news week, at least yeah. for me. So I'll, uh, I'll let you go first. I'll go somewhere in the middle and then you can finish it up. I'll just start off with the like thing that you're probably the most excited to talk about. Um, the new Love and Thunder trailer. What do you think? Dude, it was so good. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, I just I just felt like maybe giving the people false hope for a split second. So like, oh, in all fairness, though, it. in all fairness, though, your your tone of voice still kind of gave away that you didn't think it was good. <laughs> hey, that, that's what you get with me all the time so fair enough i i am nothing if not consistent consistently monotone (laughs) but anyway um gore looks cool but again don't think they need to be doing that story and also they pretty much said that it is that universe is a jane which is just the dumbest shit, in my opinion, instead of using an alternate Jane. So yeah, it's like, okay, she got taken away in the blip, um, but then she comes back and just gets to be four. And whatever reason they come up with is not going to be good enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. It, I 100% think it should be an alternate reality Jane. Uh, and they could have had a really cool moment too, like where in that Jane's universe where Thor had died, but he gave her the hammer before he died and that type of thing. And so like, it would be like uh, when, like in the comics, when Spider-Man saw, Gwen, you know, Spider-Gwen had the, you know, like, oh, this is, you know, and like, but it'd be kind of the opposite. I think that would have been a lot cooler than this, but I and also that, don't. That's also a good idea. And they don't do these. So. I also just don't think Natalie Thorman should have been a thing. <laughs> Natalie Thorman. <laughs> Did you come up with that? 
I mean, I'm going to say no, but at the same time, I want everyone to start saying it because I think it's funny. It is funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I, again, I, I, I want, I want to be a little bit positive. I think Christian Bale is going to be a good gore. However, what? I think there, there's one thing that bugged me a lot. There's a scene for a split second in that trailer where we see Valkyrie fighting Gore. Mm-hmm. Gore should obliterate her. There's bet- no, there's no like holding him off. He should kill her. And that's I, probably not going to happen. I don't think he's going to kill her, but I bet he's going to wreck her. Cause like they don't have the Warriors three to kill again. They don't have, you know, like all these like uh Hemdall to kill again. Like, they got to, they, you know, they, they got to go with like, oh, yeah, we know Valkyrie's tough. So this is going to make Gore look tough by beating the crap out of her type of thing. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's, I'll that's say, I'll say pro this. wrestling 101. <laughs> if, uh, I mean, expectations are in the negative, but if Jane Thor or Valkyrie ends up being the one that beats Gore, I'll need to be escorted from the theater and I won't be allowed to go back. <laughs> It'll be like that time we saw the Expendables and that one guy got really mad for some reason. Yeah, it will be like that. <laughs> Except it will be for a reason. Yeah. I don't know if they would do that, but I don't know, man. I don't know about this one. I'm betting, oh, this is what I'm going to call right now. So if it happens, it's like, cool, Casey's smart. If it doesn't happen, then like, who cares? But I'm betting Jane <coughs> ends up giving Thor back Mjolnir and he'll have that and Thunder, you know, and not Thunderstrike, um, whatever. And they, you know, use both of them to beat Gore. That's probably what's going to happen. Or Jane dies fighting him. Yeah. Because I don't see Natalie, you know, Thortman wanting to come back for more. You keep changing it. Now I know. it's Thort, man. Because <laughs> I think that one works better with her name, you know? Uh, Thortman is the name of, like, an 80s nerd. <laughs> Thortman has a pocket protector. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. we'll see. If you're correct, I'll shake your hand. Thanks, man. <laughs> Just so you know, my hands are clammy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So I got I got some uh, Blue Beetle news, sort of. Um, so first, we got some set photos that show the, like a comic accurate costume. I'm not super hot on it though, because one of the things I like about the comic costume is he's got the mouth. And in this, this is more like the Black Panther costume, where it's just. Did you did you happen to see the pictures or not? I did. I actually dug it. I mean, like I like it, but I want I want the moving mouth. You know, I was I was hundred percent expecting it just to be like, you know, the Tom Holland Spider Man suits where it was just like the awkward green, you know, like the you know all CG stuff. That's what I was expecting, and you know we didn't get that. I and see i kind of like that they actually just like made a suit for him to walk around on set on i think that's cool yeah but again he needs to have the mouth but <laughs> and then i saw this and it's not it's like this is what a lot of people were reporting 
but it's also like it might not be true. But reportedly, Jason Sudeikis is going to play Ted Cord in the Blue Beetle movie, which if that was true, I think that's kind of spot on casting. I really like that casting. Yeah, I do, too. I never like it's one of those ones where like I was like, I never would have put that one together, but that's really good. That was smart on your guys' part. Yeah. I mean, we had talked for a long time about Zachary Levi being him before he got beefed up and was cast as Shazam, but yeah, uh, but Sudeikis will be good, I think. Yeah. Okay, and then I'll <laughs> this is stupid. But uh Winnie the Pooh has entered the public domain. Uh, it entered back in January 2022. So now that you know it's in the public domain, people can make whatever they want. And we are gonna get a Winnie the Pooh horror movie called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Saw some of the early pictures. It looks pretty terrible. It's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, that is that is not something that I can watch because too much of my childhood was spent reading those books and watching the cartoons so yeah that just sounds like like some edgy teen in high school is like oh i'm gonna make this a horror movie and it's probably gonna be written about that well dude uh speaking of edgy kids in high school one time i was at uh, the walmart and they had like a new winnie the pooh book and it was called like the return to hundred acre woods and my mind first went to like Christopher Robin having to return and defend hundred uh, acre woods from like the owl or something, you know, and it's like Winnie the Pooh's, you know, like got like, you know, like the bandolier on, you know, he's like, Oh bother, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Tigger's dead. Of course. I've come to eat honey and kick ass. <laughs> And I'm all out of honey. Oh, bother. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, here we are like, oh, that's such a dumb idea. And then we're like, what if Pooh wore a bandolier? It's like you had me at Pooh bandolier. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will deliver my one bit of news. Star Wars celebration happened this week and we got various tidbits um some we got like a a teaser for the andor show i don't know if that means anything to you did you watch rogue one no okay uh andor is the last name of a character from rogue one the blind dude no the main lady i'm gonna keep Uh, guessing people because i know enough to be like no it's like the love interest of the main lady oh okay then i wouldn't have wouldn't have yeah i didn't know that was a thing Right, so uh, so that that should be pretty neat. And then, uh, oh, we're getting a new Willow series. Ooh, yeah, I think I think that is just one thousand percent nostalgia fueled. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but it could be good. And then, uh, one of the bigger things is that we're getting a another Disney plus show called star Wars skeleton crew. And the big name attached to that is Jude law. Um, yeah, they, they said that that is going to be, um, it's going to be set in the new Republic era, like Ahsoka and the Mandalorian. And it's going to center around a group of like kids that are lost, uh, and the, the star Wars galaxy and trying to make their way back home. 
So they say it's going to like the cast is kids, but it's not like a kids show. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, gonna, it's going to be like Mandalorian or whatever, just an all ages Star Wars show. So uh, <laughs> it'd be funny if Jude Law's cast <clears throat> as one of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> like they just get kids for all of them but then like jude law is like no i'm the same age as you guys <laughs> dude that would be so funny <laughs> oh gosh uh but john favreau and dave filoni will executive produce that show too so chances are it's still going to be great um I've, but i've heard some mixed things about the uh, obi-wan show uh so i watched both episodes and I'll keep the spoiler free because it is brand new. Uh, I like it a lot. There's a couple things that bug me, but the biggest one, and this, this doesn't give too much away. There's a scene where we get like Leia as a 10 year old and someone's trying to capture her. So she's like out walking in the forest by her house and like a group of three people are trying to capture her. And what we get is the dumbest, most ridiculous looking chase scene between three adults and a 10 year old girl where the guys are kind of doing this behind her and she's outrunning them. And like, I mean, she'll slide under a tree branch and one just like runs into the tree branch. Like it's so dumb, dude. Does does Leia look at the camera and go, no but that oh. that would make the chase scene a lot better and like she like tosses some uh you know marbles on the ground and she gets some space paint cans and toss them at the guy and she, she might as well have <laughs> and like like leia's written very well and i think the kid that they cast it like plays her well uh, she has some really good lines it's just it's tough to do a scene between adults and a small child uh, but anyway, other than that, I think it's cool. Ewan McGregor, awesome as always. Um, I like where it's going so far. Right on, man. I'm glad you're liking because, yeah, I mean, I know where I, I know it's Twitter. So I know everyone just wants to, you know, crap on things because why be happy on Twitter? So, but yeah, they were all complaining about it on there. But my Sounds last like bit of news, yeah, uh, The Rock, to give me a birthday gift, he texted me. And he was like, hey, I'm going to get you a birthday gift. I'm going to release the trailer you know, for Black Adam June 8th. I'm like, that's four days after my birthday, bro. And he's like, wrong number, sorry. And then he just texts someone. I'm like, oh, okay. So we're going to get the Black Adam trailer on June 8th. So, I mean, I guess that could be interesting. I'm, I'm still not I'm sold on it, it being a... I mean, I'm ready for the trailer, but I'm just not sold on the movie. <laughs> I am. Give me all of it. Yeah. I, want, I want live action DC so bad. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. I really think, because like the way it sounds, it sounds like this, like after the merger, merger Discovery's kind of like halted a lot of stuff. They're kind of like just exploring how things are going to go. I wouldn't be surprised like after, I think Blue Beetle is like the latest one. You know, like the, the like the last one that's actually being made. I wouldn't be surprised if they cancel all of it and they start doing something completely new to restart stuff because the way that they were doing stuff before, 
when like right like right before the murder it sounded like hamada and the other people that knew that they were gonna be fired were like oh we're gonna release a bunch of stuff and just try to like you know like just throw everything at the wall see what sticks <clears throat> and i think i thought one of the new people like loved cavill and wants to do more with him or whatever that's some that's that's some of the rumors there's a lot of rumors that snyderverse is coming back there's others you know but i wouldn't be like i said i wouldn't be surprised if they just say we're scrapping this all because the people that were in charge didn't know what the heck they were doing and when we get some because they want to get like i think you talked about this uh they want to get someone in charge of the dc stuff mm-hmm. in general so i wouldn't be surprised if they just got that person restarted it all wow I would be a bit disappointed because there, there's some stuff that I don't want recasted. Yeah, and I agree. And I mean, I wouldn't be so like, don't, don't get me wrong. I want someone other than Snyder to do a, you know, Henry Cavill Superman movie. But if Snyderverse stuff is still going to be a thing, which again, I think that's kind of a toss up at this point. But if it stays a thing, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be as upset about losing Cavill and like their main universe if we still got him in this universe if that right. makes any sense sure as long as he's still around yeah <laughs> but that is the news everybody yeah it might be a record no we've had worse ones <laughs> yeah but we usually like go down a rabbit hole or two yeah all right Well, hey, let's take our ad break, and then when we come back, we'll talk some comics. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, If you want to hear Casey and I talk a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons, then uh, head on over to our YouTube channel. That is Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. And let us know if, uh, if you would like like a one-shot special of Casey and I playing Dungeons and Dragons. We would get friends to join or whatever, but, you know, let us know. Also, dude, not to put you on the spot, but I was thinking about this today. Um, we going to C2E2 this year? That's a great question. Because, like, I forgot about it being a thing, and then I saw that the mailing deadline's coming up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to ask the guys about this. <laughs> We'll figure out the dates and 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 discuss that outside of the podcast. Yeah. I, I I want to. Yeah. So hopefully it works out. All right. So uh, Casey, what books did you read this week? So I read Aquaman number four, Stillwater thirteen, The Amazing Spider-Man number two, Adventure Man uh, number nine, Teen Titans Academy number fifteen. Newburn number seven, um, a Marvel event, Devil's Reign, Omega, Deathstroke Inc., Robin, Godzilla versus My Morph Power Rangers, uh, three, Task Force Z, number eight, Action Comics, 1043, Saga 59, and Hulk number seven. What about you? Um, I read. Triskel number one, Moon Knight 11, DC versus Vampires, Hunters one shot, Task Force Z8, Godzilla Power Rangers 3, Devil's Reign Omega, 
Saga 59, Robin 14, Deathstroke Inc. 9, Hulk 7, and Action 1043. Okay, I think I got a few more, so I'll just start it up. Which is wild, because I was like, dear God, that like there's still two books I didn't even get to. <laughs> Dude, I read um, Punisher number two. I got that on Comixology today, and I read that. I didn't get to number three. Not feeling it. Not being after really? issue two, yeah. I'll I'll talk about that whenever after I talk about you know read number three, maybe like number three will happen. I'll be like, oh, this is actually good again, you know. <laughs> but yeah, oof, wasn't a fan. But uh, Aquaman number four, and this is by Chuck Brown and Brandon Thomas with Sam Basri on the pencils, and I dug this issue. If I'm being honest, you have Black Manta fighting. Remember that dude in the uh, Aquaman book that, you know, that had us kind of excited for the Aquaman that, you know, he was like, he was fighting Jackson and all of them and he had the big stupid suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this dude, he shows back up, he kind of gets power amped and he's fighting Black Manta while Aquaman and um, Jackson Aquaman are teaming up, like trying to, you know, make sure no one dies. Batwoman's there too, but it's also mm-hmm. kind of like, really batwoman what you gonna be doing <laughs> but yeah so that you know they're kind of taking care of people and then jackson ends up saving his dad and they kind of have like a a good you know father-son moment and then there's just kind of like lots of planning going on in this one but it's it's one of the better issues of this like it's it was a slow burn to kind of get started but at least it's like now becoming good and it it helps that like I just want to like these characters. <laughs> like if I was like on the fence about the characters, I would have been done with it way sooner. But it's like, I like Aquaman. I think Black Manta's cool. I think Jackson is seemingly cool. So it's like, I want this book to be great. So, you know, it's it's perfectly fine. I'm going to give a 6.5 out of 10. Well, if there weren't, you know, 40 books out this week, I might have picked it up. But yeah. And it, I'm going to say this too, which like, I know this kind of sucks as like, you know, for you, the comic book shop owner, but maybe wait for trade. It might be better that way. Could be. Because the first two issues were kind of like, then the third issue kind of happened. I'm like, this is getting better. And this one's the best issue yet. So, yeah. Do you want me to go or did you want to do another one? Yeah, I'll, I'll do another one. Okay. Uh, so Stillwater number 13 by Chip Zdarsky and Ramon K. Prez. Um, the first thing that came to mind with this is like Ramon's art is very off compared to how normally great it is. It's this one just it, I don't know. Stuff just looked crazy, like not not near as good as it normally does. But after what happened in the last issue where they found out that they could make the city limits bigger and you know, then increase the amount of people that can't die, um, that has you know some ramifications it looks like for the next issue and yeah it's pretty neat it's you know a little and a little bit intense and stuff and it's a good time i i'm enjoying this series i'll say that i'm gonna give this probably a 7.5 like there's a it felt like there's a really long wait for this issue in comparison to how it normally comes out and you know like that just kind of always drags it in, which I'll be talking about when I talk about Adventure Man. So, yeah. All right. 
first up for me is Triskel, number one. It's written by Felipe Pan and art by Monoramis. Um, yeah, I just picked this up because it looked neat uh, from the cover in the on the order form. So I'll show you the cover. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of a, a Celtic uh, mythology, high fantasy coming of age kind of comic. High fantasy. I know, right? Um, so yeah, it, it's, it centers around a group of, I don't, I don't want to say kids, maybe like teenagers. There's two boys and two girls. And it looks like they're going to get wrapped up in some like Celtic magic-y type stuff because one of the boys gets powers um, and there's swords and stuff like that. So, you know, just stuff that I like in general. Yeah. Here, here's, a, here's a question that might be like you pick in between your kids, but out of all of the different types of fantasies, like the Celtic fantasy, the Norse fantasy, you know, all of that stuff, what, like, what would be your favorite to least favorite? Oh, um, man. I'll say probably, probably Norse mythology is the top. And then uh, it's tough because like Lord of the Rings is a mix of like Norse and Celtic mythology, but the Witcher, which is Polish um like mythology and and european stuff in that area is also really good but that's mostly just by the one author so i'll probably say norse then celtic and then like polish those are like my top three i got you man yeah um but yeah if uh if any of that sounded good then i would check it out because it's a number one issue and i'm sure it's just going to be a limited series but uh but the art's great. It's like a, a beautiful watercolor type of art, like uh, kind of like Dustin Gwynn. So if you're into that mm-hmm. kind of art style, then you'll like it. Uh, so I'm going to give it an eight. It was a really solid first issue and it made me excited and want more. Right on. All right. So next up is The Amazing Spider-Man number two by Zeb Wells and Johnny Romedy Jr. I know that's not how you say his name, but I said it that way for fun. <clears throat> and I'm going to say this. I am not a fan of John Romero Jr.'s art. But I think he steps up his game when he does Spider-Man. Because even though I'm still not a fan of this, if you compare this side by side to his Superman, there is no comparison. His Superman looks just like some of the worst art I've ever seen. And this is like passable. So, I mean, like there's still times where like people's head, like, it's like big head mode. Like if you remember that from, you know, video games from our youth. hits 2003, yeah. of course. So like, there's that every once in a while, but I'm enjoying this. You know, there's going to be war going on. Tombstone's a really cool character for that. Uh, yeah, no, I'm very much a fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still like, I think what, when the six issue comes out and they're releasing it for like $50, I probably won't get that one because, you know, Marvel, you can just eat a big one. But, you know, like it's this is perfectly fine. It's fun. I think 
tombstone's cool i still don't really know what's going on as far as like you know these little things cause, like this is kind of a jump from the last you know jump from you know a couple months or years or whatever from the last series which I still think that's always lazy writing when they're just going like, huh, you better stick around. We'll, we'll tell you what happened in all this time between it's like, or here's a crazy idea. Pick up right where the last series left off. Just because you weren't the writer, you should still have to pick up because I'm the reader and I'm picking up right where that one left off. Also like be better at your job guys. Cause that's just like the, the normal thing for these writers to do now. They're just be like, no, I'm telling my own story. Maybe I'll work it in. Who knows? Yeah. Well, while we're uh, while we're complaining about this book, I, I complained about this to Casey um, like last week. But issue number six of this series that's coming up is going to be the 900th issue of Amazing Spider-Man, and so uh, it's going to be a ten-dollar book, and those bastards at marvel are putting out 14 covers for it um so i cannot wait for that week to come out and some a-hole is like oh you didn't get this cover it's gonna be great i can't Dude, wait you're gonna be having to do a vine where you're like i got that spider-man money spider-man money spider-man money <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah. I'm probably at a 7.5 for this because it's like it's still like a solid Spider-Man book. Like if you were to pick it up and read it, I think you'd still be pretty fine with it. I mean, you'd probably be feeling this about the same as me with the art where you're like, this is like good, like as good as John Romita Jr. has been in a while. Which it's still not great, but it's still pretty good for, you know, it's good for him. I'll say that. The, the disappointing thing is that like there are I'm going to say thousands of artists that are better than him that will never <laughs> get work because his name is John Romita Jr. Because if, if somebody took his art and turned that in to Marvel without having worked at Marvel before, they'd be turned away. Well, I'm going to compare, like, compare him to Liefeld. Like, he's better than Liefeld, but he mm-hmm. has a fan base. And he's also like... Liefeld sounds like he's hard to work with at times. And so it's like where Romina Jr., everyone that talks about him is like, oh, no, I love Romina Jr. Like, you know what I mean? Where like with Liefeld, it seems like he's more. Yeah, some people really like him as, you know, just to be around him. There's other people that are like, I can't stand the guy. So, <laughs> right. you know, it, so it's like it, when when you're like you have a fan base and people actually like you it's easy to get work (laughs) yeah that's true okay next for me is going to be moon knight 11 it's written by jed mckay and the art is done by alessandro capuccio uh i like this issue a lot it's moon knight and greer and uh Moon Knight's other friend uh, rescuing his uh, Moon Knight's therapist from Jigsaw and Zodiac. So that's pretty fun. Um, Zodiac has like a, a team that he's working with now. And 
wants to kill Moon Knight's vampire friend. Uh, and he's like, if your vampire friend doesn't come out of your like haunted building and let me kill her, I'm just going to start dragging random people out of your neighborhood homes and killing them in the street. And Moon Knight is too far away to get there in time because he fell for the whole got to save my therapist uh, the, you know, in a place that's far away from there. So he sits down and prays to Khonshu who hasn't been around since that stupid Moon Knight beats the Avengers thing that happened a while back, if you remember that. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, Kanshu, I need you. And Kanshu's like, well, I'm in prison in Asgard. And he's like, okay, but you're a god. That doesn't really constrain you. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens there. But Moon Knight and Greer kind of walk into a portal that Khonshu made to get them to this other place faster. It's like a portal shortcut, but they still have to go through something. I don't really know. Uh, but the art looks cool. And uh, meanwhile, Moon Knight's friend, I don't I think his name's like Soldier or something like that, who's with a vampire friend decides that he's going to put on the Mr. Knight costume and pretend like he got there super fast to freak out Zodiac. And that's the last page. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens next. Uh, It'll be cool to see Tigra and Moon Knight go through a portal and do whatever needs to be done there. And then it's always fun to see Mr. Knight beat people up, even if it's not actually Mark Spector. So Do you think that Mr. Knight, uh, soldier dude, is going to get killed? They're, you think they're going to like Matt Murdock, you know, not Matt, uh, Mike Murdock him? I think there's a chance, yeah. 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 Because like he's definitely supporting cast right now, but I don't know. Someone's got to die, right? It's Moon Knight. So yeah. we'll see. But again, the art is just always killer. That is awesome. So uh, I'm going to give it like a nine five. I mean, it really is just, it's this good every issue. Yeah. All right. Next up is adventure man number nine. And this is by Matt fraction with Terry and Rachel Dodson doing the art. And it's a, it's a fun time, but it's like, boy, this is a Christmas time book. And you know, it's almost June because this book takes forever to come out. And it's the point where I'm like, what happened in the last issue? I thought it was on hiatus or done. Yeah. I mean, that's what you, that's what you always think. And then it comes out again. It's like, and I kind of put the blame on fraction more than I do the Dotsons because that seems like how a lot of fractions books are, you know? So yeah, it's like, and it's still good, but it's like, there's a lot of me like trying to remember different things, like the different characters, different, you know, stuff, but it's like, it's an enjoyable, cool world, but yeah, it's just hard to remember this different stuff, and the art's fantastic, though. The Dotsons absolutely kill it, like, as far as like a team, like, you know, a one-two punch in comics, There's it's hard to get better than, you know, uh, Terry's art with um rachel's inks like it's awesome 
but yeah it's just i don't know it's just there's too much going on in the story for having this long of a time between each issue to know what the heck is going on so this is another one that's probably better than you know trades like i think i've said that before because this one does take forever to come out between each issue so i'm gonna give it a five out of ten i'm probably about done with it not not because i don't like it but because i don't know what's going on (laughs) yeah that's a shame uh i think i've just got our mutuals so okay man i'll get through teen titans academy and new burn pretty quickly but uh teen titans academy by tim sheridan with um tom derenick on the art. art art in this is good we get some shazam and uh you remember the demon girl that was in shazam i do yeah yes yeah, so they're they're both in it and it's it's a good time and get the uh black adam kid too and then get the uh guy that's a george perez homage with uh the old bat kid you know and they're because he's his uncle and he's talking to him and stuff and it's it's a very nice thing because it's like this had to like i'm like about positive this was written when george still had cancer but he was still with us because like george is talking to his you know or not george his name isn't george but that's what he he's george press he's talking to his nephew and he's just like ah i'm moving and i'm not gonna be able to be here anymore and you know if i i didn't even know you were related to me until the they did your blood work you know and he's like oh i wish we could have could have said he's like yeah and then he says this really nice thing he's like you know i'm trying to like because it's like now something tells me you've already because they find out diego's got wings and he's like i know the sun's coming up but i don't want to miss your chance to soar i bet it's beautiful to come on kind of spread your wings kid and they hug and then flies off it's just like did a really good job writing this and also kind of like giving like this George Press guy a good goodbye and then like he he's drawing D- Diego too and it's nice nice little moment and stuff but it's still like we barely get like all these other characters throughout and then like I remember and maybe you do too when the Red X stuff was happening a bunch of these bunch of the characters just got up and left right and it's just they're kind of like oh well guess what we're not going to really talk much about what happened because <laughs> they're back <laughs> so it you know i just i don't know i'm not not super hot on some of the stuff that they did in this series but and that's it right that's the I last think issue it felt like the last issue so i'm <clears throat> assuming it must be which it's like it's a dang shame because it started off real good but you know hopefully hopefully they can i mean i wouldn't be against them bringing us back like restarting at number a new number one like marvel does and trying to get it like flesh out the characters more so here's my question do you think do you think a different writer is what this needs i mean i think a lot of the problems are editorial personally because there's a lot that seemed like uh, Tim Sheridan wanted to do. And then it was just kind of like a lot of it kind of came down to the chopping block type of stuff. So we don't get a lot of these answers of stuff that he was setting up. And then it also seemed like the Red X stuff was rushed big time. And <laughs> rushed, but took a year. It took a year, but it was like 
I don't know. They either do bigger, bigger issues or have it come out bi-weekly or have other things because it wasn't there wasn't enough Red X and we weren't getting enough of the kids to actually care about who Red X was. So it's like if you wanted to do the slow burn, which I'm all about slow burns with stuff, just don't like put Red X at the forefront like they were doing, you know, like on every cover. And then they just like kill them off. It's like, oh, okay, I guess that's the thing you could do, you know. So, yeah, and then, like, they'd have, like, the random, like, one-off story where it's, like, Gorilla Greg, you know, and his his uncle Gorilla Grodd are taking over his city, but then Greg, you know, it's like, I gotcha, and then he beats him up. So, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just, like, it, it, I, I, I'm blaming a lot of it on DC editorial because you've heard, and you know, we both have heard stories of DC editorial being kind of garbage, so... But yeah, I'm gonna go probably seven. Like it's fine. This was a fine issue. It's just the same problems it's had throughout. Okay, and then New Burn by Chip Zdarsky and Jacob Phillips. I like it. It's uh like we're finally getting more connected plot. Like, you know, like last time we had that. And so this is it's like, oh, this really good story is now getting better to me because it's like continuity and like it just you know pays off with what i've been reading so that's that's great that way i'm a just real big fan i'm excited to see where it goes i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten i really like this really like this book i think anyone that's like that likes kind of like the the more crimey books would you know enjoy this nice okay man now it's just mutual time you choose the order, my dude. Okay. So I'm going to put these two together. Let's start with Task Force Z and then do Devil's Reign Omega, then Deathstroke Inc., and then Robin, because those kind of go hand in hand, you know? And then let's go Godzilla Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Hulk Action Saga. Okay. All right, Task Force Z number eight. It's written by Matthew Rosenberg and art is done by Jesus Marino, Jack Herbert, and Vicente Cifuentes. Um, I like this one quite a bit, man. What about you? I liked it. They get, they, I first off hate the cover because it's like, oh yeah, Bane's not even in this one. Oh yeah, I... I got the uh, I I took the variant, which was way cooler. Oh, nice! That is good, man. And then I don't like how they made Jason able to outsmart two Robins and Batgirl, and you know, and and beat them. <laughs> That's fair, but it's Jason's book, so and yeah, it, and, and it doesn't matter. It's not in continuity. It's not a continuity. What do you mean? It's, this is a continuity book. Is it? Yeah. Huh. I'm pretty, I'm like 90% sure it is. Well, when does it take place? Because like that's, Dick and Barbara. That's the question. Because uh, Bane's dead in this, but he's alive in Joker. Right. That's why I thought this was out of continuity. Yeah, no, because I mean, Rosenberg talked about it. He's like, 
you'll see because he talked about that on twitter he's like you'll see how this all kind of goes together oh okay i did like how you know i i totally get what you mean about him with the other bat family but it really cracks me up how they kind of like crap on tim (laughs) you know like he's the boring one and stuff like that like in this they i don't know rosenberg wrote tim to be such a boob like i remember (laughs) whenever like tim was around like he was the cool robin because like dick as robin was really lame and then jason as robin was like angsty and terrible and then like tim was the cool one and this he is just the nerdy lame one (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i think he i think rosenberg did that just to like keep the humor aspect up in this oh yeah um the, my like my favorite part is when he's talking about how you know he can beat you know beat all of them and then just cassandra shows it she's like hello he's like yes yes dude i'm so <laughs> glad you brought that up just like scares the crap out of them um but yeah i i, I did like to see him try and you know, it goes back to that three jokers thing where he's alone with Barbara and every time. Yeah, I know. Always, always what I think. Um, but again, I'm excited for the next one. I, I think this is just too much fun. I like the little bit of Mr. Bloom that we get in it and how he's just running all these weird experiments and not keeping track of the data. Yeah. <laughs> if we go if we go to c2e2 you be mr bloom i'll be a man bat but with a regular person head <laughs> like only only uh rosenberg would get it if he yeah there. um so yeah i'm probably i'm probably like an eight five like i still really like this even though a couple things were like questionable yeah i'm at an eight so i feel you man so next up is Devil's Reign Omega, and we got Fallen Rise by Chip Zdarsky and Rafael de Latour on the art, and then Mayor for Hire by Rodney Barnes and Guillermo Santa, and then Cleaning House by Jim Zub and Luciano Vecchio. And the first story was the only one that I was like super into. I don't know about you. Yeah, same. Like, yeah, so that's when we get dare- the, the two Daredevils. And it's uh, Matt Burdock's funeral. And yeah, it's, I'm, I was very into it, you know, and then it's building up a lot of different stuff for all these different comics and Kirsten McDuffie's there at the, you know, actual burial. It's weird. I was thinking about this. Kirsten McDuffie first showed up in uh, Mark Wade's Daredevil run. And I liked her in that. I thought she was really cool. She's very different in this, in this Zdarsky run still just as cool though and like it kind of fleshed out more like and so i I, i'm just enjoying that she's still here because i always really like i said always really liked her mark wade's run and i still really like her now um i I have a a question though yeah because i mean i i know that like writers have to do different things to make their run stand out so this next upcoming bit uh you know matt murdoch is dead so how long do you think that'll last well okay so when kirsten's talking to mike you know 
and when he's dead, he had the rune stone, which the rune stone he stole from um, the hood. And that is actually because he it's really confusing. In Charles Soul's run, the there was this guy, he was a inhuman. He was called, I think, the seer or something, where he could like read stuff and then like that stuff could actually come to life. And he somehow read something about because like Mike just used to be Matt's, you know, fake personality. And he reads and then like because he was pretending he had, you know, this his twin that could see. And then he read that and then Mike became a thing. And so then Mike stole the stone and made himself an actual real boy and like gave himself all this history and stuff. So then when she has that and then she like was like wishing for a miracle for him to come back, I have a feeling he's going to come back that way. Okay. So we'll see how that works. And then my next question is, do you think this is leading up to a daredevils versus Punisher thing for the hand? That's what I was thinking. I think there's going to be a, there's going to have to be a crossover. Um, I have a feeling like it's weird because the way this, the way Jason Aaron's writing Punisher, it's like, he's more like, he's not really like a right and wrong type. Like he is kind of, but it's also like, he's just a really good killer. So there could very well be like Punisher just teaming up with them. Cause he's like, Oh yeah, this, you know, even though there's things that I want, I still have to, you know, like it's still right and wrong, or it could just be, no, this is, this is what I want, you know, type of thing. But yeah, I think it, I'm, I'm all, I'm all in on the daredevil stuff. And like, if it just ended here for me, I'd probably get like a 9.5 out of 10. what do you think though about the daredevil story all in all? Yeah. I mean, I, I really liked it. I didn't read all of Zdarsky's Daredevil run like you did. So there were some things where I, I'm just like, I don't really know what's going on, but it's good. Yeah. So that's been like the only downside of Zdarsky's run is it's not like if you didn't read from issue one or whatever it started at, it's like you, you're kind of screwed. Cause like he, everything from like, it all kind of connected all back to number one which it's like, yeah, I mean, I get that's nice for me, but it's also like you need to kind of make it more accessible for new readers, you know, that want to come in whenever. Well, the thing, I like, I see what you're saying there, but if you're like me and you do just kind of pop in whenever, it's always good. Even yeah. if I don't quite get all of it, I'm still like, man, this is great. I'm, I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's just, it's one of those things though where, if you are, I don't know, like if you, you have like the same, like a, a big part of your thing is from issue one, you need to kind of like retell what's going on and that he didn't always do that. So that's like, like I said, the only real downside of the story yeah. is his stuff, but it's, yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. Um, but then next is the clean house and yeah, you get Luke Cage and Monica Rambeau, and I kind of just skimmed this. Like, I like Monica Rambeau and stuff, but it's like, oh, boy. It's stuff for the Thunderbolts book I won't read. So I wasn't, yeah. you know, the amount of investment in it I had wasn't very much. And then 
the other story it's like luke cage being a mayor i just i i did not care about that at all yeah i mean at that dude at that point ever after having just read that thunderbolts preview i was just skimming yeah and it's like i don't know i don't it's hard for me to just like be overly caring about like people like comic book writers trying to write what they think a good politician would be because it's still like it's like oh that's cool that's very nice for a fantasy world um i mean it's like it's more it's always more interesting when it's like them writing like kingpin as a politician or like lex Luthor as a politician where it's like oh yeah these are bad people who might be thinking they're trying to do what's right but it's like in the worst way possible where then uh, otherwise where it's like the good guy trying to do what's right and like the you know everything around him is keeping him from doing it it's like that's just never as interesting so i'd much rather have you know luke cage struggle with kingpin as mayor you know other way around than than that but so I, all in all i'd probably give that an eight because i just didn't like the other two backups but the main story is so good i'm at about a six dang that really brought you down huh yeah well i mean like the first 10 pages are great but after yeah. that you know yeah okay so next we've got deathstroke inc number nine um and i'm i'm gonna show the cover because it's my favorite cover of the week i got the variant by Derek chu nice and i just i like ravager a lot she's been she's anything i read her in she's pretty cool for the most part mm -hmm. so uh but anyway this is by joshua williamson and uh the artist by Paulo Pantalena. Um, yeah, I mean, much like the rest of Shadow War, I thought this was pretty cool. I was a little let, like, there's little things about these, both of these issues that I was a little let down by. Um, like, I thought they made Deathstroke pretty weak. And then also, it's like, you have the whole shut up. Um, kid uh respawn who's like has healing factor the doctor's like the healing factor is working against us which how does that make sense because like there was an issue of it was a uh, jeff Loeb's batman superman run when superman got shot with a kryptonite bullet and he's like healing like his healing factor was working against them because it was like kept like trying to heal over where the bullet was. So like when Alfred's like going, you know, so like Batman's trying to get him to Alfred to take it out. And he's like trying to make it so that like he would stop, you know, wouldn't be healing over that thing. That made sense. But with this, the doctor's like, his healing pressure is just working against us. It's like, how? <laughs> Explain. <laughs> yeah. But hey, <laughs> at least we got, uh, you know, sexy grandma ghoul back yeah right and then um i don't know if you picked up on it too but like the part when like the death stroke talked to batman and damien like the non-death stroke death stroke 
I was like, oh, I was wrong. I know who this guy is now. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really have expectations one way or the other, but that's, it still wasn't what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Cause like, well, cause I remember that character and we'll probably spoil it when we get to the Robin, that character showed up at the very beginning of all this stuff. And he talked about how he didn't like Rachel Ghoul. And then it's like, it's like, I know we used to work together, Batman. And then like Damien's like, he's got a, his voice, you know, or he's, you know, he's hiding, hiding up that he has. Accent. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, it's like, oh, I'm like, oh, okay. I know exactly who this guy is. I was going to text you, but then I was like, I'll wait till I read Rob. And I read Rob. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I don't, I can't feel smart now. Cause then Jacob's like, you just read Rob. <laughs> Well, where are you with it? Uh, I'm I'm fine with this. I still don't like the art too much, though. But, you know, I mean, at least like like you said, sexy mama or sexy grandma Al Ghul is <laughs> right. Um, probably at like a seven. Oh, well, I mean, I think I liked it more than you, so I'll say eight. All right. And then Robin. And this is by Joshua Williamson and uh, Roger Cruz. And it's a, this is fun. Uh, we get, you know, like a nice Damien Batman moment. Though it's like, like, it really seems like a lot of the stuff Williamson does is like he has to like overcorrect for the stuff Tom King did. So, so you know, it is what it is. But yeah. It's like my one of my main problems with this issue, though, is we get the you know much anticipated Deathstroke versus Talia Al Ghul fight that we've all been clamoring for, and I just thought that was pretty lame. Uh, I don't. I've never once in my life thought of Talia Al Ghul as being like anywhere close to touching Deathstroke in skill, and so having them be like, oh yeah they're going at it you know like this is such a close fight and that type of stuff was just dumb to me i don't know if, if you read more talia than me and you're like actually she could hold her own i mean i i assume that she's very skilled but i don't know that it's anywhere close to the same yeah i mean it's like this is my problem too though is like because it's like the last issue where Ghostmaker fights deathstroke and i know Ghostmaker is the greatest of all time but Deathstroke, it's like skill wise, he's like the most like he should be like right with Batman and Ghostmaker and even Talia. Let's just say Talia is up there too. Like, you know, but then he's amped. He's got healing factor. He's got increased strength. You know, he uses 90% of his brain where we only use five, per, you know, 10% or whatever. I use five, you use 10. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, it's like all of you know all of that stuff and then in this it's like no even though he's as skilled as you know they're like the skill levels should you know be around the same and he's got these amp stuff that ah, these guys can beat him why not you know so i thought that was just really lame and then let's talk about the reveal so spoilers for the final page it's Geoforce. Um, 
like geoforce is cool his powers are strong but like it's like man i feel like they're just gonna write where batman or even damien's just gonna kick him in the face and that'll be the end of it you know what i mean yeah no it's it's probably gonna be where i mean batman and robin want to do a a nice team up attack or something like that i wouldn't be surprised if respawn comes back yeah, but, I, and then but what's gonna happen with, with Slate, you know? Yeah, I mean respawn comes back and ends up killing them or something like that, and then that that makes everything right, and they'll be all like, Oh well, this has been a fun misunderstanding. Sorry, we have a bunch of dead people on both our sides. Okay, bye. <laughs> Maybe respawn will take over for Deathstroke. Well, I mean, Deathstroke's got healing factor too, so it's gonna be fine. What if it's working against him? Yeah, it's it's working against them. <laughs> so See, you can't I, just I say think that. the stuff that you don't, man. <laughs> I want that in like a Wolverine comic now too, where like Wolverine just like gets you know shot, and they're like, "Oh no, what? His healing factor? It's working against him." <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like the equivalent of an early 2000s movie with I'm in, you know, the yeah. hacker voice. Yeah. It's like, what? The mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Now we've got Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number three. It's written by Colin Bunn with art by Freddie Williams II. And I mean, it's been pretty much as fun as the other issues. Yeah. Like my main gripe with this, and it's just something that, I mean, I think a normal person won't gripe about, but it's like they show the, these monsters that Rita's going to be using, you know, with her own monsters, the, like the zillion monsters and her monsters to take over. And it's like, first off, the zillions never had Hedora or Ebra or Anguirus or space godzilla or rodan like come on get out of here with that the zillions only had king Ghidorah, and you also take into consideration space godzilla was his own entity he would never be you know used by the zillions like what and hetera that's a that's a monster that i mean like he was technically brainwashed in final war same with ebra and angerus but uh, again Hedra is like just he needs to be his own thing and it's just all about pollution but again like this is also just me griping to gripe I thought this was a lot of fun well I am particularly excited for the next issue mm-hmm. I mean it's this is just a hoot and a holler though like one thing that I would kind of like and I'm not saying this to knock Freddie Williams but like if we could get like a if we were able to get like a different artist every time to see other people that are awesome, draw these characters. That's like the only thing that I would be like, Oh yeah. Cause I still love Freddie's art too though. And I'm liking how the power Rangers are kind of trying to team up with Godzilla, but Godzilla's like, I don't really know if I can trust you guys yet. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm all hey, about this though. Maybe, maybe them powering him up will build that trust. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to give this a 9.5 out of 10. I really, really liked it. The only thing I'm complaining about is like Godzilla nerd crap. 
And I'll, I'll give it a nine. I don't really have any complaints. Why not a 10 then? It's just, it's just not in the heart, you know? <laughs> it's like when you know, you know. Exactly. Okay, so Hulk number seven, and this is Banner War, part three by Donnie Cates and Martin Cocolo on the art. And I will say, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't the regular artist. I don't remember who the, who is the regular artist now. Is it Ollie? On Hulk, yeah. Yeah, okay, it wasn't, you know, that, but it was awesome still like art wise and story wise but i had a few gripes what'd you think um i mean it's it's on par for the rest of this little crossover um the end you know was obviously uh pretty interesting kind of dumb if i'm being honest very 90s very very 90s like the thing that really annoys me though is like this whole celestial Tony Stark armor. Oh, it's so tough. So cool. And, you know, Thor, it is, this is going to kill Hulk. Even though Thor couldn't, this is going to do it, you know? And then it's like Thor one-shots the armor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I get what you're saying, but anytime Thor does something to destroy something of Tony's, I'm all about it. <laughs> I mean, I get that, but I don't know. It was just like, that was a little lame. But I thought, you know, I still think that armor looks awesome. I think the fight scenes look cool. I thought this was just pretty sweet in general. Um, Thor's intro with his ravens was so cool. Yeah. And I mean, like, this is a fun, enjoyable time. I will say, I think Donny Cates lied to us comic book fans. And I'll say, because, you know, he promised us Thor versus Hulk, not Thor versus Hulk versus Iron Man. Versus Banner versus Odin. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think, we, do we have a a Hulked out Thor or a Thored out Hulk? Hulked out Thor. Because that, that Gamma Bomb just gave him some of that Hulk's, Hulk juice, you know? Yeah. What would you rate it? Uh, 8.5. Yeah, that sounds good to me, too. Yeah, I think it's I think it was a good time. All right. Next up, it's Action Comics 1043. And this is by Matthew Rosenberg with... Um, oh, where's the dude's name? It's Ricardo Federici. With Ricardo Federici on the art. And boy, oh boy, do I like this. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Oh, uh, also Will Conrad did like the last page or something. So, oh yeah. Too. Um, yeah, much like every other issue that's come out for this arc, I adore it. It's just, he, he makes us like care about the lore of these mm-hmm. other people and planets because that's the kind of amazing writer that Philip Kennedy Johnson is. And I am a sucker for lore. <laughs> I would I would honestly love just like, because you know how they do like these Omega books now, like we're getting one of those for Shadow War and all that stuff. They did like an action, one for action comics where it is just lore building. Yeah. So we can get more of that. Cause I, yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. And... But yeah, no, I think the story is really great. The art's really great. 
one thing that I thought was interesting is I guess some people online on Twitter, of course, were because of Philip Kennedy Johnson brought it up. Uh, they were complaining because they found out that he is a serviceman in uh, our military. And they were complaining like, oh, this is him with his, you know, uh, colonization and the Superman's a colonizer and all this other crap. And it's like Superman's saving people from war world and then like literally liberating war world yeah and so and then he's and like philip king johnson's like and honestly i didn't take any of the stuff that i you know like knowingly he's like this the only thing that i've really taken is from when i was working to help uh i was like i was winning up like the trafficking human trafficking stuff because he's like there's these women that like you know they they have their you know it's like the whole chain idea i took from that because there's these women that have these like you know imaginary chains that are with their people and that's like the you know they're so loyal to them even though they're being manipulated and used and and like he broke it all down in twitter it's really really good you know really really interesting really cool and it's also i'm just like why are you guys complaining about this at all <laughs> i it's truly baffling. I don't have any words other than they're idiots. Yeah. But uh, man, he's he's doing a lot of great things for Superman, though. Yeah. It's like, okay, what? Do you want to go back to the New 52 era Superman? Like, what do you want? <laughs> this this is Superman. I do. I'm, I'm looking. I'm hoping he stays on Superman after this like war world stuff and he just lets them like you know stop some crime and metropolis i'm not gonna lie i hope that happens i do too uh and you know i even enjoyed the sort of mongol origin we got as the backup story too which is by johnson and will conrad did you like that one i did i didn't like because i i read it but I'm also like, and maybe you can explain it because maybe you understood it a little bit better. But I thought that was like, would have been like the, the, the Mongol in this story is like the third Mongol. I thought that was how it was said because like he took over from the other Mongol, but I didn't see that there. Uh, no, I mean, I think you're correct. I just meant origin for that particular Mongol. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, because I, I just was under the impression that he, this Mongol killed what would have been mongol jr to take over the role as mongol right and so you know i was like i was expecting to see that and we didn't see that so i didn't know right. if that was like i mean for that... the, the original mongol maybe this is his origin story type of thing or what right i mean we, we could get what you're referring to in a future issue too yeah um so yeah unlike the people of twitter i do not have any complaints so i will be giving this a 10 yeah i'm gonna say nine five i the one thing that I didn't like, and you might uh, disagree, was like when it switched to Will Conrad's art, it's very jarring. Yeah, I mean, the styles are just so different. But Yeah, it's not like it's bad, because Conrad is a good artist. But it's just like, you're like, whoa. Because it just feels like this, it should have ended and then gone to the, you know, like the, the secondary story. And it's still like, oh, no, you're continuing the main story with this completely different art. Yeah. I feel you. Okay. And then finally, 
We've got Saga number 59 by Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughn. We had lots of big stuff happen on this issue. Mm-hmm. What are your what are your feelings about the two big things that happened? The first one being uh Bombazine leaving the crew. I'm fine with it. We didn't get that guy long enough for me to be like overly upset by it. And then I like that they got the the two band people to join up, you know? Yeah. And I'm like really interested in seeing where things go with the uh that dude that you know is hunting that's hunting them. Right. I'm interested in seeing what's going on there. I'm but... going to be very sad if he does end up killing all the people that were in that dossier. I knew you would be because Goose. Yep. <laughs> he's he's your favorite character in like what? all of comics (laughs) he's just cute he is my favorite character was prince robot yeah so you know now now he's gonna kill my second favorite yeah (laughs) but yeah no i'm i'm all here for this book i i just love this book only downside is like and this is always a sign of a good book is it didn't feel like it was as beefy of a book as it actually is like this read like a like a silk you know from marvel where it's like oh yeah this it is only like four pages <laughs> right printed on tissue where <laughs> <laughs> um and then what about the final page reveal it's weird it's a little awkward but you know they're not re- related by blood it's okay right <laughs> Well, I don't think it's reciprocated either. But, yeah, no, uh, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I think I will also be giving that a 10. Yep, that's a 10 for me. All right. What are you excited for, man? So I'm excited for... Uh, I'm going to go with Red Sonia, Red Sitha. Because I like the first issue quite a bit. Um probably the action comics annual because i think we we might get some of that extra info that we were craving in that yeah um and then probably hardware because i think that finishes up season one for hardware nice i'm gonna say strange um i'll say justice league road to dark crisis one shot should be pretty good and then mm, I'll say Batman annual. Not really a big annual fan normally, but we're going to get some Batman ink in there, so that should be pretty exciting. Yeah. Okay, so last night was AEW's big pay-per-view, and I didn't watch it, but they had CM Punk versus... Um, the world champion I'm blanking on his name now because I'm tired and I've worked all day, but they, um, you know, the, they built up this champion guy like that. You know, he was like, they had this big, long, you know, year long thing for him to get the title. He finally got the title, but then CM Punk signed with AEW. Then they've just been like, okay, we don't really care about you here. CM Punk, here's the title. And they just really dropped the ball on, in my opinion, the, the guy that, they should have been more worried about because he's their homegrown talent. Instead, they just gave it to the old guy. 
So give me four times where DC or Marvel have just like horribly dropped the ball on stuff. Also, is the champion Adam Page? Yeah. Okay. I had, John talks about wrestling all the time. Anyway, uh, really dropped the ball. Well, uh, DC letting Scott LaBelle write anything is going <laughs> to be on the list. Uh, specifically, writing Red Hood for 10 years. Um, I feel like I feel like this might be somewhat of a hot take for some people, but uh, Marvel doing so many gosh dang number ones and restarting series over. I know a lot of people like the the miniseries, you know, five issues and a trade sort of thing, but I'd rather keep going. Um, and I hope that all these count towards what you're talking about. I mean, hey man, it's whatever you whatever you think. Um gosh, I don't know. I nothing was prepared for this, so no, I I it was like, oh crap, I need to write one of these. And so I wrote it while we were doing the news. <laughs> I'm I wanna say, even though it might be totally undone by Dark Crisis, the death of the Justice League, I think is going to be a big ball drop because people are not going to like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, Marvel taking away Thor and giving it to someone else for like seven years. There you go. There's my four. Right on. I'd say New 52. Would they just drop the ball on that big time? Like, didn't know what the heck they were doing with that. And it just was a mess. Um, Even though some of it was very good. No, some of it was, but like most of that stuff that was very good, you didn't need New 52 for. Yep. Could have just been written in the regular series. Yeah. And that, that was one of the big problems with New 52. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the whole DC cinematic universe is another one that, because it's like, that should be a layup. Cause you like people want superhero movies right now. You have the more iconic superheroes. Like everyone knows Batman. Everyone knows Superman. Most people know wonder woman at the time. Now that everyone knows wonder woman, just build around them. You don't have, you didn't have the same problems Marvel did where they're trying to sell you on iron man and captain America and Thor. They, you don't have you know you have the easy stuff but they're like we're gonna go with the very artistic director who has his very set way of doing things and then whenever we whenever we decide oh we want to do things differently and then this artistic director goes no i want to do it my way and we're gonna get in a big argument and then we're gonna get the guy that did stuff for marvel that you know did it very well but then we're still trying to cut you know cut corners with the you know stuff and He's going to actually turn out to be a psychopath. It's like, oof, this didn't turn out too well. You guys really dropped the ball on that one for sure. (laughs) Um, I didn't see it, so this one might not be accurate, but uh, the Eternals movie and Inhumans TV show, it's like no one wanted those. No one at all wanted those ever. Those are two groups no one cares about. And I don't care how hard you try, 
we're never going to care about them marvel <laughs> it's like just give us x-men <sighs> yeah that's all, that's all we ask <laughs> and i'm trying to think of another good ball drop for uh marvel oh i'll just say like anytime marvel try and like this is a this is a hot take too anytime marvel's now like oh we can't just recast these characters though we've already recast two of them but oh no chris evans who did the iconic role of you know just fucking oh (laughs) whoops of just (laughs) white rice the character captain america (laughs) it's like man no one can do that it's like the only one that made made any of those roles iconic was robert downey jr and by the by the end of it it was like him just kind of parodying himself from the first movie (laughs) but like Steve Rogers is like throughout like throughout he just became blander and blander as it went along. Like at first you're like, oh yeah, this is kind of nice. And then you're like, oh, this is still kind of nice. Like, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. White rice the character. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. So if you would, please go to facebook.com slash Two Roads Podcast to give the page a like. Also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at Two Worlds Pod. You can email us at twoworldspodcast at gmail.com. And if you would, please go to our YouTube channel. That's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube and subscribe. Comment down below what we should cosplay as at C2E2. All right, guys. We'd love to stay in chat, but I got to hop on Casey's back and fly around somewhere. So we'll see you next time. Bye.